There we go. Yeah, we're a little yeah. bit behind. I mean, I was running behind because my computer didn't want to reboot. And we just had, had a, a bad luck day so far. So hopefully get more lucky. Yeah. <laughs> we're all just a little behind. We're all a little behind. So I got to... a lot more behind than others. But <laughs> that's just me personally. <laughs> Mine's getting littler. <laughs> littler. Okay. <laughs> That sounds funny. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. All right, everybody, that is correct. This is a podcast that sounds funny. And this is the week of November 7, 2023. Season four, show number two, episode 157. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and with me today are... Oh, Terry. And Jill. (laughs) All right, and we're all coming at you late. Hopefully not late in getting this posted, just late today getting recorded. We'd like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? What's the matter with you? You look sick. Could be a thing that happened recently. Funny family classic story. Reading, watching, doing. So what does people have to say? I'm going to say this one quick since you just reminded me of it. As we was talking a few weeks ago, we was up at my oldest daughter's house. We all had gone up a bunch of us because her daughter was being baptized. And we were sitting in her house, me and one of my other grandkids. And we were the only ones in the living room. The other ones were, you know, spread throughout the house. And all of a sudden, this lamp came on. And she looked, well, she grabbed my arm real quick. And I'm assuming she looked at me and said, Grandma, that light over there just came on by itself. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man, her (laughs) house must have ghosts in it or something. (laughs) But, of course, she has the... A lady, I don't want to say the name because both yours will pop on. I don't have one. And uh, so she has a, a smart lamp. There's a plug in where it's set for the lamp to come on at a certain time of the day. Oh. <clears throat> and so she says, oh, it must be 530 because the lamp came on. <laughs> but yeah, it really so freaked out my little uh, eight-year-old granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She grabbed hey. my arm real quick. That light just came on. I'll buy it. Oh, I see dead people. Uh, they're there. No, the lamp comes on, or you, they were visiting too. What? We were visiting too. Yeah, we were up. No, no, the person you're talking about, they were visiting too, or didn't they live there? No, the lamp. No, it was it was a it was a visitor too. One of uh, Ashley's kids. Yeah, I have a funny story. So, yeah, you, you can set a routine so the, you know, lights and things come off and on at certain times of the day. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't know. Like I said, I don't have one of those. So, and I guess so you don't I, have one either, I guess. I do. I, do. I got one. Go okay. Last Thursday, we were having our house fumigated again. And the so bug guy. Beans. Yeah. <laughs> Tacos and refried beans, <laughs> onions, <laughs> and so um, my wife had to take her daughter to college, and so I'm like, "Well, I can't take the dogs and go outside and keep track of them, and you know, but we can put the doggy door thing, and so they stay out." But so she decided, "Well, I'll just put them on the leashes, and we'll I'll take them for a ride in the truck." You know, so they. Um, she took them to to the school, came back, and then put. Uh, and she came and said, "Hey, the guy across the street's got a little homemade trailer for sale." And I said, "Ooh, I want to go look at it." And so we, uh, I got out of the gate and I said, "Hey, wait, let me get my cane out of the truck." You know, I always keep a spare blind white cane in the door of the truck. You know, so if we go somewhere, I always have a cane in the truck if I forget and walk out of the house, whatever. But so I go to the door and the door's locked. And I'm like, oh, we're locking the doors now? 
and because we live in a nice safe neighborhood and everything so but here lately we have been locking the doors and so I'm like the door's locked and she's like well uh-oh the keys are in the truck and i'm like no she said the keys are in my purse i go well unlock the door she goes my purse is in the truck and i'm like <laughs> right it's like and i'm like what i go and um she has the key bob to the our other truck you know and so i'm like so we're like i have a key bob in the house for our new truck but not the old truck there in my 2013 i had lost i didn't lose the key but we let somebody borrow it and they apparently lost the key somewhere but and so the only key we had in that vehicle was locked in it and i'm like oh and so our back window the back hatch opens up but then the glass opens well the glass has been wired shut because that went out i'm like well let's just pop that open if we can like, no i don't want to do that so i said go across the street see if the neighbor's got a slim jim so the, the guy come over and he's trying to tinker with it we got a wire coat hanger i had a metal nail puller bar we were putting that in the top of the door trying to bend it out without breaking it and trying to break into the truck and we couldn't he wasn't successful, so I got on the phone and I called uh, the garage in Roxanne. I said, "Hey, can you guys come?" Called Stamper's. Well, they were going to charge me sixty bucks. They're going to come with a lock kit and stuff and everything. I go, "Well, hold on, let me get back. I'm going to call. I'm going to call the police department. You know, see if they can." So I called the police department, South Roxanne Police, and then the Wood River Dispatch picks up, and I'm like, "Oh." And I asked, it's not an emergency, but my wife locked the keys in the car. Oh, wait a minute. She said, I said, why did you lock the door? I didn't lock the door. The dogs did it. <laughs> like, the dogs did it. She's like, well, when we got out, the dog stepped on the button and locked the door. And I go, did the dog shut the door too? <laughs> it's like, the dog might have pushed the button, but you didn't have to shut the door. <laughs> like, right. And um, and so the police were there. They couldn't get in the driver's door, so they went around to the passenger door. They were trying to get in the passenger door. They got it in there, and they could push the button, and they could push it, and they would keep locking the door, but it wouldn't unlock it. So they come back around, and I'm like, it's too bad we don't know any criminals around here that can break in the car. <laughs> <laughs> the police are trying to break in. They can't get in. <laughs> it's like... And uh, it was funny. So then they went back to the driver's door, and they bent it out far enough, and they got it. They they got the door partway open, and then all of a sudden the alarm started going off in our truck. And I'm like, "Whoa! I didn't even know we had that. We've had that thing for ten years." <laughs> it's like they're going, bam, 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 bam. What the heck? They're like, "What do we do now?" And I go, "I don't know." <laughs> Yeah, and so well, they, usually they pull, you, you put the key in the ignition and you do it that way or something. And so they, they got it open enough to where um, they could reach in and hit the button, the unlock button, and it was still going off. And so then Perry actually had to push the little red button on the key bob when she got it out of her purse mm -hmm. to, to stop it from beeping. I was like, Yo, know, I've heard it, you know, like when you so, lock it. So the alarm goes off when it's the cops are there say, quick, call the cops. That's why I'm breaking my car. <laughs> uh, we were success. Somebody broke into the car. Woo. And everything. So, uh, yeah, I think we might have one alarm on ours. I don't recall. But it seemed like we have one of those electronic key things where it just has to be in the vicinity of the car. And you just hop in, there's a push button. There's not even a key where you insert key to the ignition switch. You just right. hop in with a key in your pocket and then you just hit the button. So there's right. not, if, if your keys are in, there's no real way to lock them in per se because if you, you keep it in your pocket, yeah, because if you hit, well, if you keep the key fob, let's say you left it inside the vehicle, well, you can't lock the door because the keys inside won't let you lock the door. And it, you uh, had to take it out before you locked the door. Yeah. And well, she I'm did say she took it out and put it in her purse, but the purse was in the truck too. So, right. And and it, with ours, you know, let's say my wife put it in her purse and let the purse in. Well, because the thing is inside the vehicle, inside well, of a purse, it, it still won't let you lock the door. Maybe if it was just in the key 
uh, Ten years the, ago, when we got our Chevy, when I bought her the Chevy Malibu, it had the same thing. Keith saying, just like our Traverse, it, you didn't stick a key in the ignition. But yet, this 2013 Tahoe still requires a key in the steering column, but it has a, the buttons where you can lock and unlock the door. It's got the red panic button. And so it's like you could push the button, sure, and it go beep, beep, beep. But I'd never had anybody set it or do anything to the vehicle that I'll just set the alarm off. You know, we pushed mm-hmm. the button before it made it go off, but, you know, yeah. it went off to where we had to push the button, you know, until. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's my little story for. Yeah, well, been... I don't really have anything for an update this week. So, unless you guys got more to say, we can move on to some randomness. I feel like a condemned man. Random stuff. I got a, I got a clean underwear. I'm ready to die. Sure, let's move on. Happy birthday! Sally Field's oh, birthday was yesterday. She's 77. Oh, Who's? birthdays is what we're going to do, huh? Who's? Sally Fields. Oh, you're, yeah, you're okay. You're, you're ah. breaking up. All I heard is crackle, crackle. Birthday was yesterday, <laughs> 72 or whatever. Billy Graham's birthday is today. He's dead, yeah. He'd be 102. Oh, my goodness. And there's other. Oh, John Philip Sousa's birthday was yesterday. Who's uh, that? John Philip Sousa. Marches. He he was, he was a band leader of the Marine Corps band oh, a hundred years ago. Oh. <laughs> he wrote stuff like Stars and Stripes Forever and a bunch of marches you it, it, that you hear all the time when you hear bands playing marches and stuff. If you watch oh. Ash Charles Emerson Winchester, listen to some of his stuff a lot. You know. I have a I played on the 4th of July a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a couple old, uh, well, well, digitized recordings of John Philip Sousa from, oh, 1890 something or other. <laughs> they would have been originally on, the, on a wax cylinder, but yeah. Random stuff. Well, for our wheel of randomness, we might as well spin it out. Trivia. I believe you're right. It is trivia. All righty. That would be computer. Yuck. (laughs) Now, keep in mind by computer, you know, these trivia quizzes come from the old Jim Kitchen trivia quiz thing. So these questions are probably 15 to 20 years old. Uh, but um, Microsoft, uh, well, I remember working on old DOS computers from like early 1980s, and they were all Microsoft DOS. In uh, Apple, I don't remember anything from Apple until at least 81 or 82, but I could be mistaken on that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so 75 is how far back have- Microsoft goes. Let's see. The next question. Now I lost my place. Are you required to frequently upgrade your authorization keys when you upgrade JAWS? That's a weird question. One more time. Are you required to frequently update authorization keys when you update JFW. Um, Is that true or false or yes or no? What's your option? It's either yes or no. Are you frequently required to upgrade your authorization keys? When you frequently update? I was thinking probably, yeah, whenever you do update, you would have to do that too, right? You have to do it once. Well, before I look at the answer, I mean, keeping in mind that this is a question from some 15 to 20 years ago, I would say when you update, 
you do have to auth update your authorization keys. Uh, but once you have your authorization, you're not required to, unless you lose one for some reason. But anyway, yeah. it's either yes or no, and the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. According to this, you I are. I think we said yes, both of us, didn't we? Yeah. Required to frequently update. Now, see, I don't get that. I don't understand either the question or the answer. You know, I think I left out the word frequently when you when you update. You know, well, but I think throw you off a trick question. Frequently update when you update. Are you required to frequently update when you update? I don't get that. I mean. Yes, you're required to update them when you update, but frequently? I mean, you always require to update when you update. But once <laughs> you update, you don't have to at all unless you lost a key. Unless, <laughs> That's a dumb yeah. question. I'll get it. <laughs> and which version was Eloquence first included in JFW? Now, I, I know that... Huh? <laughs> I, you, keep, you keep breaking up. It's hard to hear <laughs> 23. Oh. I've used JAWS ever since JAWS 3.1, and there's always been eloquence. So I'm going to say you either have option 1.0, which is <laughs> option one, or 2.0, which is option two, or so version three is 4.13, four is 2.5. Five is three point two. Good grief! I have no clue. <laughs> well, this says option five, version three point two. Now I know because I, well, maybe it was three point two with the first version I used. Because ever since I've been using Jaws, eloquence has always been there. Huh. Uh, oh, that's that's uh, definitely a good one. I know up until about JAWS 3.5, you couldn't use JAWS without an external synthesizer. Uh, and so maybe that's it. Maybe they you had a hardware synthesizer, which comes with its own voices. But right. apparently 3.2, they came Hard out with eloquence. Yeah. Grandpa. Rocco. Ralph. This ought to be an easy one, and we'll just have to probably finish with this one. How many Two. minutes do you get on JAWS for Windows demo? <laughs> I know. I know. Do I need to read any answers for you? 40-minute mode. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Option one is one minute. Option two, five minutes. Option three, 10 minutes. Option four, 20 minutes. Option five, 35. Option six, 60. <laughs> option seven, 40. And the answer is, as you said, option seven, seven. is 40 minutes. All righty. Anyway, that's enough of that uh, computer quiz. If you tell me your problem, I'm sure I can help you. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, that means it's time to... If you look closely, you can still see the scar. We move into our news segment. That doesn't sound funny. No. And I do have some news. In fact, I think I have a whole bunch of news. But... <laughs> because every time I think I'm out of news stories, I find more dumb stories. That dumb people do. Exactly. Hmm. In North Carolina, the police were called because three bears were locked inside of a vehicle. Oh. <laughs> they were on the way to Goldilocks' house. <laughs> <laughs> they must have used their little paw to push the button and lock the door. <laughs> Let us out. Let us out. <laughs> there were three bears. Uh, wow. There was there was a bear cub on top of the vehicle. And there was three more bears locked inside. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so 
I don't know which one had the button, but it was the bear <laughs> family. They were going to forget the baby bear and left him on his pumpkin seat up on top. Of the, the they were car. going for a Sunday <laughs> drive and forgot the kid on top. Yeah. The, Who's going to get out and get him? <laughs> we're missing the baby. What the the baby? man, <laughs> The man who owned the vehicle tried to push the button on his key bomb, but the battery was dead. <laughs> I ain't going up there open that door. Uh oh. <laughs> no way. Open, open it and run, run really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so they took the key and stuck it in the door lock. The bear on top of the vehicle jumped down. And the other bear inside jumped into the driver's seat against the glass and scared the crap out of them. Hmm. They jumped back. They tied a piece of rope to the door handle <laughs> and got back a safe distance to allow the bears to escape. <laughs> the two bears in the back seat were not able to get into the front seat. <laughs> hmm. they so the brave officer went in and reached in the front door to unlock the back door. <laughs> Goodness. But they and they bit his arm off now. <laughs> uh, there was severe damage to the inside of the van. To oh, see I bet. Did it really bite the guy's uh, arm? No. No. Oh. no it's just embellishing a little. The bear and... like, hey, look, finger food. How in the world do bears get inside people's vehicles? Can they actually maneuver a door handle? I got or a feeling that somebody left the door open. open. Yeah. Yeah. Right, or that, or the door open, or the windows down, and but the window down. was well. Maybe the windows was down, and the bear put the paw on the window to roll it up and didn't know it. <laughs> hey, what happened? A woman that parachutes, she, she parachuted out of a plane southwest of Chicago. There's a town called Ottawa. And she's 104 years old, the oldest woman that jumped out of an airplane. And let's see, she's in the Guinness Book of World Records. She, uh, I forget how do you say it. The woman that was the oldest before her was only 103. And she, uh, Beat out the world record by one year. She landed on the ground and said, All right, who pushed me? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to jump you, so you pushed me. Her name was Dorothy Hotler, it sounds like saying. It says, Age is just a number. She left her walker on the ground, so when she landed, she would be able to get it and go on. She, she jumped out of the airplane, but she needed to have a walker. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> and she tandem jumped to make sure when she landed, the whoever she was tandem tandem jumping yeah, with would I help was, her land. I imagine she would have to tandem jump, which means she's pretty much strapped, you know, belly to belly yeah. with somebody. There was probably somebody tolly and stuff and picked her up. My feet are on the ground. Oh, <laughs> like a piggyback ride, maybe, on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> and she jumped on the plane at 13,500 feet. This is here actually happened maybe a few weeks ago. But there is a Texas uh, guy. I'm trying to find a headline here again. Texas carnival worker holds on to ride while protecting a child after a mishap. A oh. ride operator at a carnival in Groves, Texas, um, holds on to a child. I'm trying to see if it says a ride here. The festival has been called the hero. Holds on to a child, not functioning ride. Didn't say what kind of ride it was there. Hmm. Um, but just a, a typical carnival ride, I guess. Um, I would imagine a Ferris wheel or 
some kind of ride that you know does all the topsy turvy things. Yeah. Uh, a the door horse with the spring on in the, the ride came <laughs> open while it was in mid ride, I guess. And the carnival guy climbed up on the ride, you know, hang, hanging on to the outside of this, you know, allegedly locking cage to help hold it closed <laughs> while the kid was inside. In Florida, <clears throat> there was a woman who was out trick-or-treating with her kids in Lake Mary neighborhood. Apparently, there in that neighborhood, you can drive around in a golf cart. This lady was driving around in a golf cart when they came upon a bear trick-or-treating. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the little kid, that's boy. a really awesome suit you have there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what one of her sons said. <laughs> hey, one of their meadow honeys. <laughs> that bear costume looks really realistic. <laughs> they were at the street, and she was like, oh, that looks like a good guy. And she took video, and it was a, apparently a real bear. It went up on the hmm. porch and grabbed a mouthful of candy out of the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong, trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> kind of different i'm talking about halloween this isn't really candy but there were th some thieves that decided to steal dimes out of a truck this trucker was he left pennsylvania or Phil philadelphia pennsylvania with a truckload of coins and he was on his way to florida it doesn't say if it's a what it brings truck it just said this he was truck. prepared for a lot of toll roads i guess <laughs> but he was going to florida with all his coins he was taking these dimes from the mint in philadelphia and he had stopped at a rest area to sleep overnight and during the night thieves broke into his truck but that's why I'm, I'm kind of confused. It seems like money would be in a armored car of some kind, but what yeah. do I know? I'm not a truck driver. Um, but it says that wherever this rest area is at, thieves like to target truckers. And little did they know that that truck had money in it, they said, but they took $750,000 in dimes. They must have wow. a thing for dimes, is all I can say. And then they... Uh, also took crab legs from another truck and wine. <laughs> but it's funny because they they drop dimes, it says, all over the parking lot. So I don't work would they haul dimes in bags or something, or wouldn't they put them in rollers? You well, they mm. might have been bulk. If they were bulk, they would have been in bags, but the bags should have been sealed shut. Yeah. But it's just some of the story here doesn't make sense to me, but I thought it's funny that. All they did, all it says they took was dimes, and they didn't take any other coins, or unless that's all the truck had in it was dimes. Yeah, maybe that's all it had was dimes. And you again, you would think being an armored truck, that for one thing they wouldn't have stopped, that they would have driven to you know so many much distance, passed off the the load to another armored truck, and passed from truck to truck. Yeah. And if you would need to make a stop, you would think you would be like having two drivers so someone can stand guard. <laughs> right. A Georgia woman returns home on vacation only to find it demolished by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Construction workers reportedly had a job to go down and tear down a vacant home only to go to the wrong address. Oh, no. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> the, the woman who was on vacation, of course, her home was vacant because she was on um, vacation, <laughs> uh, reportedly got a call from her neighbor saying, 
hey, you might want to come home because people are take, tearing down your house. By the time she got home, there was no house. <laughs> and the construction people are like, wait a minute. Oops, wrong address. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. And they'd be having to build her a new house, I bet. <laughs> I would imagine it. Uh, <laughs> it did not go well. And uh, it made me wonder. I don't think the story says so, but it made me wonder if maybe she uh, had a, a neighbor who had an axe to grind. I hate that lady. I just hate her so much. I'm gonna. I know. I'm gonna call about demolishing at home. <laughs> I can't get her to move. We're gonna tear her house down. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the story. I mean, sure has some detail, but that's really the 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 brunt of it is. You're on vacation, you get a phone call. Hey, Jill, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> now, I can see that happening here because there is a west and east of my street, and there's a number that's the same as mine. And they get our mail, we get their mail. I can see something like that happening. And, and could you imagine you both go on vacation at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> and one of you comes back, and there's no home. Somebody took my house. Where could it have gone? <laughs> A week or so ago, I did a story, a brief story about a pig on that road. Bacon Street. Bacon Creek, Bacon Creek Road or something. A pig wandering on the road. Well, this story here is more about that pig. That pig's name <clears throat> was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> a pig named Kevin Bacon a 200-pound swine, was gone for, he was missing for 15 days. They were searching for him and searching for him. And and they... And they had neighbors cooking pulled pork, and some <laughs> other neighbors making sausage, and some other neighbors. Um, the, uh, had the woman's name. Chelsea Chelsea Rumba um, and her husband had built a new pig pen and they had put a sticky bun laced with Benadryl out <laughs> in their yard to try to lure Kevin Bacon in the yard. <laughs> the real actor named Kevin Bacon had heard about this and he put out pleas on social media to help find his his, his alter uh, ego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like, think of the word they said. I was, uh, I was driving with a neighborhood and there was a cinema and I had to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> the the pig with the shared name. Her and her husband went out and did a perimeter walk to make to see if Kevin Bacon was hiding in the woods. And they'd reported it. They they stepped outside, and he was in the pen. <laughs> the passed whole out from time. <laughs> no, she she ran over to the gate and and shut the gate, and the uh, <laughs> she had put the Benadryl sticky bun had been eaten. And she went out looking again, and he was in the pen, snoozing away. <laughs> With cinnamon crumbs on his cheeks. <laughs> and so she put it out on social media herself that Kevin Bacon finally came home and uh, had a, his own Facebook page. And that's whenever Kevin Bacon actually stumbled across of it. And, and, and bring with a, with a help big bring. mask on his head. <laughs> I got something for you. You can mail it to me. Time for our usual word word segment. I guess this is just one of those days. Jill's word word.
Yeah, weird words, weird words. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. taking it kind of easy on you guys today there's normal words but i don't know <laughs> our first word is moxie m-o-x-i-e moxie moxie moron oh. yeah it's like somebody has a lot of moxie you got a lot of uh full of yourself or confidence spunk. Or like that. a lot of spunk you're spunky. You're spooky. Yeah, spunky. determination, it says, is what that means. You're... Do you know this word, fugacious? This is what Harry huh? did to his house last week to get rid of it. <laughs> fugacious, fugacious this house. It's F-U-G-A-C-I-O-U-S. Fugacious. Fugacious. Uh, wow, that sounds like a word I should know, but I'm not sure if I do. Fugacious. You, it's like you, you let the beans fighting, come out of the refinery. It's like fighting with somebody or something. Or... To fart. Let the gas what? out. Well, that's what? What, that's what I said earlier. You fumigated your house. <laughs> you fumigated yeah. your house. They see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Oh. I think it has something maybe to do with the fumigation because it means to disappear. So if you get your house fumigated, it makes the, whatever if, disappear. If you get your house fumigated, the bugs are fugacious. Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Well, another word I have is it says bonomi, but it's B O N H O M I E. Bonhomi? Bon. Bonhomme. Well, bonhomme uh, is a French saying. It means, I think, uh, I mean, good something. Oh, I forget. Bonhomme. See, I, I remember because I used to take care of this old lady and she had some cleaning stuff under her sink and it was B O N A I A M I. Bonhomme. Yeah. Which means good friend. Good friend, but, uh, yeah. It means like, uh, the, there's a French boat, uh, John Paul, the naval, naval admiral, his boat was called the Bonhomme Richard, the, the Good Richard, or something like that. Hmm. Bon appetit. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go with the gangsters. They're so far, they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Mean all that good stuff. Cheerful, friendliness, or geniality is what it means. Our next word is declivity. Proclivity. D E C L I V I T Y. Declivity. It means you have, you're you're mm. likely to do something. You have a proclivity <laughs> to like Kevin Bacon because he he tastes so <laughs> nummy when you barbecue him. Uh. <laughs> okay. My MySpace page is all totally pimped out. Got people begging for my top eight spaces. Yo, I know pie to a thousand places. Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces. Any guesses there, Terry? I missed a word. What? Declivity. Hmm. Um. I. I don't know. I would think I skiers right would know this word because it oh. means a downhill slope. Oh. A mm. downward slope. So I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. Another word is axiomatic. A X I O M A T I. Axiomatic. It's like a, a basic tidbit of information. Like an axiom is a basic bit of knowledge, like when you're doing a mathematical formula. And so it's kind of the smallest bit of data that, that you can have. 
killer rap I haven't run At Pascal while I'm number one Do vector calculus just for fun I ain't got a gap but I got a soldering gun What it says here it means uh, Self-evident or unquestionable Happy Days is my favorite theme song I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon Now this next and word is a French word I do remember I didn't record that it's French But it's Tate to Tate And it's T-E-T-E -T -E, And then there's a dash and the A And another dash and T-E-T-E -T -E. It means head to head or face off Facing one another. Two donuts sit sitting in the shelf. Conversation between two people. So, yeah, it's kind of like you're saying head to head, two people. They're just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Vexology? Vexology. <laughs> V E X I L O G. Hold on. Vexology. -E well, I know that. Well, good. What is it? It's the study of vexes. Oh. And the vex would be a curse. Like <laughs> yeah. Witchcraft or something like that. Harry Potter. Uh. I like to roll with the gangsters. Although it's apparent I'm too it is the study of <laughs> the study of flags. 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 Is a flag. That's what or this says. Say, or did you say? I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I get so white and nerdy. Um, at least I thought it was. It's Zephyr. It starts Z E P H Y R. Zephyr. I had a Mercury Zephyr. There's a yeah. cool car. So you should know what Zephyr <laughs> means then, right? <laughs> An automobile. <laughs> it, it means a wind. A fast yeah. Wind. So Terry it was means... riding around as Mercury Wind. A soft, gentle breeze. <laughs> I was thinking that was one of your uh, grandson's middle names, but it's spelled it is. different. His, his is spelled X-E-V-E-R. Yeah. I've been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics. You know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. Well, here's another word: extemporaneous. There's a big one for you. I've heard it before. E X T E M P O R A N E O U S. Extemporaneous. It means Extemporaneous. Uh, it means to talk about uh, time limit. Extemporaneous califragilistic expialidocious. <laughs> it means to talk without a time constriction. Oh, yeah. I remember rightfully grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R-O-T-F-L-O-L. That's what Terry does all the time. He should know this. <laughs> That's why he should know this word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't have to talk. done without preparation. So, Terry, you're perfect. That's what it's you. I don't know what it is. See, the, the dictionary has a picture of Terry next to that word. <laughs> <laughs> Holding a mobile phone to his ear. Got a business doing websites. While friends need some code, who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my dog. Drabate. It's S-T-R-A-V-A-I-G, Stravage. Stravage? Stravage. Oh, I might have helped you guys. Stravage? Stravage. Strive, like strive, like you're working for something. Um, it's a time it takes you to work for something. I don't know. Hmm. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. It means to wander about aimlessly. Get freaky. I'm nerdy in the extreme and wider than sour cream. <laughs> I got one more word here. Uh. Vasorexa. <laughs> <laughs> 
B, I, I don't know, is it B or B? I'm not sure. B That's when you put vas Vaseline on your Alexa. <laughs> B A S. Come on, keep spelling. Where did I stop? O R E X I A. Orexia. Vasorexia. Vasorexia. Uh, the B, maybe it's, it has to do with the fish who's anorexic and they're really skinny. <laughs> the skinny fish. You skinny little fish, throw him back. I was in a V club and glee club and even the chess team. Only question I ever thought was hard. What do I like Kirk or do I like Picard? It means a strong urge to kiss someone. Oh, no. <laughs> and since it's our last word, we're going to kiss him goodbye. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Guess you'll have to show him the thing with the stuff, McGee. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Man. So move on to Terry's top ten. Top ten. <laughs> and I got a top ten list of pickup lines. Number ten. You look like a glass of water, and I'm the thirstiest guy in the world. <laughs> Number nine, this is Terry um, um, with the weather report. Can I be your cold front? <laughs> Number eight. I have an owie on my lip. Will you kiss it for me? Number seven. You're so beautiful. I would marry your brother just to be in your family. <laughs> oh. Then you'd be related. Number six. You may be asked to leave soon. You're making all the other women look bad. Number five. Roses are red. I have a crush. When I look at you, all I do is blush. Number four, I can't think of anyone else I'd like to survive a zombie apocalypse with. <laughs> Number three, is your father a mechanic? Because you've got a finely tuned body. Number two, I don't have a library card, but do you mind if I check you out? Number one, I am fighting the urge to make you the happiest girl in the world. And so if any of those works, any of our single listeners out there, report back to us and let us know. TSF. At that sounds funny dot com. I heard you. I think it's a wonderful idea. So I hope I have been of some assistance with the children. Now we can move on to anchor topic. What just happened? I don't know. What do we do now? Let's listen to this while I get things fixed up. What is it? It's a few moments where Lucille Ball visits Jimmy Dronte and Arthur Creature. From 1947. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Durante has invited Lucille Ball to his house for dinner to discuss her new picture, in which Durante plans to play the part of her lover. Her lover. <laughs> Silly, isn't it? 
as we look in on him now, he is making frenzied preparations for her arrival, aided and abetted, of course, by Treacher. Treacher, let's get ready for our guest. This joint needs organizing. Don't you think this house needs a thorough cleaning? Cleaning is hardly the word. While dusting this morning, I discovered another room. <laughs> How nice. I'll convert it into a nursery. My police dog is expecting rookies. <laughs> but this is no time for trivialities, Treacher. Miss Boyd. <laughs> oh, go oh, on, boy, go on. Let me go back to that, I will, please. I, like I think I can do a little better. Right. But this is no type of trivialities, Treacher. <laughs> Miss Ball will be here any minute. Lay out my dinner jacket, my cutaway vest, and reverse my celluloid collar. Yes, sir. And Treacher, when you serve dinner tonight, I want you to look sartorially correct. I'm expecting you to wear a dress shirt. But I'm sorry, sir, but you're wearing it tonight. However, don't concern yourself. I can always whitewash my chest. Whitewash your chest? <laughs> What will you do for shirt studs? Well, I happen to have three very convenient moles. <laughs> ah, Treacher, you're a genius. Remind me to reward you with a soggy Tootsie Roll. How provincial. May I ask, what is the purpose of Miss Ball's visit here tonight? Since I have the next line, I'll answer that question. Miss <laughs> Ball wants us to discuss a scenario. She's looking for a handsome and talented leading man. Oh, how nice of you to have thought of me. Wait a minute. What makes you think Lucille Ball would prefer you to me? Well, can I help it if I'm the sophisticated type? Women like a man who has lived. I've lived? I mean recently. <laughs> Besides, you know, to intrigue a woman of Miss Ball's caliber, one must not only be handsome and talented, but also well-dressed, suave and debonair. Well, I'm well-dressed, suave and debonair, ain't I? Ho, ho, ho. You have had your answer. <laughs> Boy, that's gratitude for you, folks. And to think I let the hem down on all my nightgowns so they would fit him. <laughs> but Treacher... For dinner. What's this? It's a cook I hired for the occasion. For a minute I thought it was Sadie Hawkins' day and somebody sent us a hawk. <laughs> Never mind the smart cracks, hose nose. How do you want your dinner, boiled or fried? What have you got for dinner? Nothing. Boil it. <laughs> Teacher, our guest will be here any minute and you mean to say there's nothing for dinner? What about that plum duff we had yesterday? Isn't there any left? No, but I could serve some plain duff. What's plain duff? Plain duff is plum duff after you've taken the plum out of the duff and all that's left is the stuff. <laughs> Put blues on the end of that and you got a hit song. <laughs> that must be Lucille Ball now. Quick, preacher, where's my perfume? Yeah, that's it. Now squirt some on my hair, in my eyebrows, behind my ears, under my nose. That's it. I've laid a perfect trail to my lips. Open the door, Treacher. Ah, uh, wait Lucille Ball gets a whiff to this. Is somebody cooking cabbage? <laughs> Lucille Ball! In person. I'm overwhelming, Lucille. The exuberance of this unctuous occasion and the mere quintessence of your celestial radiance premeditates my bountiful soul with palpitation of grandiosius jocanunity. Jimmy, if you think that over, I'm sure you'll take it back. Take it back? Nothing. I had a hard enough time getting rid of it. Well, don't let me excite you, Jimmy. I'm just like any other blonde. What do you mean, blonde? Your hair is red. Red? Please, Jimmy. In Hollywood, we don't say that word. <laughs> but step inside the rotunda, Lucille. You've never seen my house before. Oh, I think it's terrific, Jimmy. And you've already decorated for Halloween. Oh, I love that pumpkin head in the corner with a silly grin. Please, that's my Uncle Louie looking at the pictures in Esquire. <laughs> well, you do have a swell place here, Jimmy. It's so homey. Oh, that's a lovely motto hanging over the dresser. Did you write it? Of course, and I crocheted it, too. <laughs> but my pointed nose, I only needed one needle. What poetry. So sentimental. It takes a heap of living to make a house a home. It's a haven to return to wherever you may roam. It's a place of lasting beauty. Be you king or be you slave. 
So whenever you want comfort... Oh, Jimmy, I can't. Go on, read it. Scrape your pan with Burma shade. <laughs> you know, Lucille, I don't deserve all the glory for that poem. Longfellow pitched in on the last line. Well, Jimmy, as long as we're comfortable here, maybe we can start talking about the picture we're going to make together. Marvelous. Why don't, why don't we do something like your last picture, Her Husband's Affairs? I can just see myself in one of those political pictures. Being elected president and moving into the White House in Los Angeles. Oh, Jimmy. The White House is 2,000 miles away. You don't know federal law. You don't know the Los Angeles city limits. <laughs> this town is so spread out, Beverly Hills is now a town in Iowa. Jimmy, I'd like to do a part in a picture that's a little different. You know, a character part. Ah, Lucille, that's what I like about you. You're so versatile. No, oh, thank you, James. It's people like you that make people like me realize that we should carry the art of Sarah Bernhardt to all the people of the universe and to people wherever there are people. <laughs> Folks, you have just heard we the people. <laughs> Listen, don't tell me you're from Brooklyn. Of course not, stupid. I'm from the Bronx. And they loved me there. Yeah, when the fellow saw me in her husband's affairs with Francho Tone, they awarded me a very great honor. A great honor? Yes. They voted me Miss Other End of the Davenport for 1947. <laughs> <laughs> and Jimmy, you know, my family was very refined. I come from a long line of Murphy's, Kelly's, and O'Toole's. But my mother married a mulligan. But mulligan is an Irish stew. Well, she knew that, but she married him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Lucille, you really got it on the ball <laughs> I, uh, I say hello, may I join you? Everybody wants to get into the act How are you, Mr. Treacher? Splendid, Miss Ball By the way, have you seen our library yet? Oh, yes, and I'm dying to read The Fall and Decline of the Grecian Satellites by Gulimio Roble. I read but a Ms. lot. Miss Ball, of... my favorites are Aristotle's soliloquies and Spinoza's Phetic dialectics. I spent oh, the but time the in the best a... I ever read were the Anatomy of Melancholia and Anecdotes of an Antiquated Octogenarian. Did anyone see what Dick Tracy did to Mumbles today? <laughs> well, well, dinner will be ready in a moment. Take my arm, Lucille. Before dinner, I've got a little surprise for you in the music room. Wonderful, Jimmy. You know, our singer Peggy Lee has been on the sick list, and Jack Benny loaned me a sportsman quartet to fill in tonight. Are you there, fellas? <laughs> Sounds like the mating call of a contented cow. Gee, it was generous of Jack Benny to loan you his quartet. Hello? Stop pounding me, Jack. The check is in the mail. All right. So what happens now? I insist that you take these precautions, Doctor. All right. Wait a minute. Do we have any email? We have email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? And this email starts <laughs> out... Yeah, it starts out... Hi, Keith, Terry, and Jill. I'm a waitress, and I work at a truck stop. I was working one day... When three biker dudes came in, the first one saw an old man sitting and eating, and he walked over and pushed his cigarette into the old man's pie, and then came and sat at the counter. The second biker walked over to the old man. He picked up the old man's milk and spit in it, then put it down and sat at the counter. The third biker walked up to him and turned over the old man's plate before joining his friends at the counter without saying anything else to the laughing bikers, the old man put his money on the counter and left. One of the laughing bikers said to me, he wasn't much of a man, was he? No, I told him, and he's not much of a truck driver either. He just backed his big rigger over a whole row of motorcycles. <laughs> From Kelly, it looks like. <laughs> so there is an email. I think that was what I tried to read last time, but I couldn't get to open up. Oh, 
I just wanted to know if you liked him. I like him, but for my birthday, I'd rather have a tie. Well, I know how to handle a fellow like that. I won't even argue with him. I'll just hit him over the head with my flute. Good. You to wrap it up with some final thoughts. Yeah. Here's our final thoughts. I'm afraid to work out. I might become too sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The doctor and engineer loved the same girl. Every day she received two gifts. An apple from the engineer and a rose from the doctor. He asked the engineer, why do you give me an apple every day when this doctor gives me this romantic gift? And the engineer says, the doctor takes the apple away, keep the doctor away. <laughs> He's trying to keep the doctor away by giving her an apple. That's funny. <laughs> Did you hear the joke about punctuation? It's comedy. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> a man fell into a display of 300 golf clubs at a sports shop earlier today. Doctors said that he should be okay, but he's not out of the woods yet. The woods, <laughs> golf club. <laughs> I was watching football on TV Sunday, and they said at Tampa, Tampa Bay Stadium, all the tickets were going to be $2. That's a buccaneer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let's see. Every time a bird craps on my car, I sit on my front porch eating a plate of wings so I can show them what I'm capable of. <laughs> <laughs> but the man goes into his doctor's office in a panic. And he explains to his doctor, you have to help me. I think I'm shrinking. The doctor says, settle down. You just have to be a little more patient. <laughs> be a little patient. Be a little patient. <laughs> if you don't believe me, I asked my Amazon device, why did the turtle cross the road? And she replied, I don't know. We're still waiting. drinking a gallon of water a day helps you avoid other people's drama because you're too busy going to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) the priest a rabbi and a rabbit walked into a clinic to give blood the nurse asked the rabbit what's your blood type the rabbit says I'm probably a typo I asked my Amazon device if the Energizer Bunny is still going, and she said he's 27 years old and still going, and going, and going, and going. <laughs> Having a dog named Shark at the beach is a mistake. <laughs> advice that I had to give to my son when he had his first child. Nothing good can come from letting a naked toddler sit on the couch. <laughs> when the bear left the dentist's office after getting all his teeth pulled, you know that song got stuck in his head? I'm a gummy bear, a gummy <laughs> bear. <laughs> Filling a whoopee cushion with gravy as a new hilarity to the old practical joke. <laughs> Especially brown gravy. Yeah. Yeah. After eating an entire bowl, a lion felt so good that he roared. He roared and he roared until a hunter came and shot him. Moral of the story is, when you pull a bull, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> if it... Here go. If it takes... One chicken stuffed in a duck, stuffed in a turkey, to get a turducken. How many turkeys do you have to stuff in a cow to get turkey burger? 
too many. Way too many. Yeah. Uh, I had a thought, but then I had a second thought. They must have ricocheted off each other. Now I can't find either one. Yeah. <laughs> After I exercise, I always eat a couple of donuts. Just kidding. I don't exercise. <laughs> I just eat the donuts. I don't have any more. Yeah, I got it. was my last one. <laughs> Well, I guess that would be a good place to stop then. I know what I'm doing every minute. Now be quiet. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. What are you doing now? <laughs> That's the only way I can tell which one of these pedals is the clutch. <laughs> it's the left one, the one I tied the ribbon on for you. I like you. You're funny looking, but you're cute. Then it, wow, it's time to totally wrap us up and go home. This is the part, yeah, where we like to say thanks for listening. This is your host, Keith, signing off. Uh, to tell a friend about us, that's how we do actually grow our listenership the most. But while you're out there, uh, leave us a good rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit our webpage. You can listen to any of our shows right from the site. While you're there, leave us a comment, send us an email. Tell us your own funny family story. Ask us a question about blindness. We would love to hear from you. And stay tuned next week when you hear Terry and Jill say some fun stuff like this. Hmm. <laughs> Eight uh-huh. more Twizzlers. <laughs> I don't have nothing funny now. Teach you some more weird words. Yeah, all that funny stuff. Anyway, thanks for listening. See you next week. Goodbye, everybody. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny dot com. That sounds funny.